and welcome back to Try Not To Die. I'm your DM, your dainty maelstrom, Noah Perito, and I'm here with our lone hero. Lisa Condemi, aka Gorgonzola, Mountaineer, or Mounting Queer. I am full of mountain fear for you, my friend, <laughs> in these coming episodes. Oh, why? Why? Um, I think it actually ties great into my just segue into the recap, which is... Um, be sure to put out any trash can fires you've started. <laughs> Will do. I'm looking out for those. Please do. Please do. Um, why don't we just jump in to the recap? Last time, Gorgonzola found herself in the hammered house of Kieselkopf, a tavern in the town outside of Balderheim proper. She shared a drink with Erzalori Grabreiber, a pale dwarf who she learned was, in her own words, a disgraced noble, one who made her money and attempted to redeem her name as a guide for those who wished to travel the mountains. After an insightful chat with Erza about her perspectives, they settled on leaving within 48 hours and Zola set off to pick up some goods for the trip, first stopping at Taylor Tay's Tailory to pick up some puffy gear before taking a detour into an alley to appease the shard's desire for mischief. The two negotiated the shenanigan before agreeing to setting a trash can on fire and telling a shop owner that someone's dad did it, a callback to Scram's handiwork in Arc 1. Needless to say, the prank did not go well. Our hero only saved from prison thanks to the charismatic Erza and 50 gold. It went well in that I didn't go to prison, though. You know, actually, I want to retract my previous statement. It went way better than, than expected. It <laughs> <laughs> like, I really could have blown up in your face, but thankfully, the, your charismatic ally rushed in. Um, heading back inside, Zola quickly ran to her room and confronted the shard on the poor choices they had been making. The shard agreed to tone it down to harmless pranks done only with her approval, even attempting to earn back her gold by using their innate magic to cast a powerful spell, one that failed and ended up turning into a mysterious teleportation circle. Unfortunately, with her lack of knowledge, Zola was unable to activate the nearly primed circle, and after some prep work for tomorrow, she decided to settle down for some sleep. She awoke the next day with the shard hovering over her creepy, taken fully over by Limburger. What started as yet another attempt to convince her to free him turned into the orcish mage threatening Zola to use the shard's body to wreak havoc. Unwilling to back down, Zola grabbed Limburger's shard and shook it until the original shard's consciousness was regained, and with that, the two <laughs> headed down to get some breakfast and reconvene with Erza. Easy. Easy. You know, I imagine that's gonna work every time. <laughs> The dwarf now in a <laughs> the door the dwarf now in charge of keeping Zola in line demanded they leave immediately given the events of last night and Zola couldn't help but agree asking for an hour she bolted back upstairs quickly grabbing the shard who had tied a bunch of dwarves shoelaces together and took this last moment before beginning her next adventure to unattune from the tusk the weapon that had sent her on this path it was a move that shocked me as well as Limburger, who in a brief <laughs> moment managed to assert control of the shard to mutter, Interesting. Rejoining Erza, the two left the hammered house and made their way through the seven gates of Balderheim, Erza using her intense energy and vast library of gossip in her head to get them into the mountain, past the guards and bureaucrats, past the farms and forges, and into Balderheim, the dwarven kingdom within the stone. And that is where we are right now. Ooh, a very concise intro today, Noah. Good job. Zola, you and Erza have passed through this massive tunnel, walking into this colossal geode cavern, looking out from this rectangular stone platform to the first true district of the city. 
stone shoots inscribed with runes similar to those of Omashu in Avatar The Last Airbender emerge from tunnels in the crystal-covered walls, following along the streets to the various structures within, where you see tiny figures you can assume are dwarves taking care of the deliveries coming in. Erza leading the way proudly, you pass by folks heading to and from the actual city, walking out onto a main avenue that leads through the many residential buildings to a large plaza of shops and brutalist mercantile structures built from the grayish stone of the mountain with crystalline support and intricate baroque carvings that glow ever so slightly. Hundreds of dwarves are hard at work here alongside the few other types of folk that have been let in, producing, buying, and selling anything they can to anyone passing through. Around the plaza are these geometric spires that you recognize to be the homes of the nobles. Six beautiful towers with angular pyramid-like tops and more fancy crystalline detailing that dimly glows green and purple. The upside-down fortress castle, the Drake Basher Don John, mirroring them high above you, carved from the stone and crystal to look like a step pyramid, glowing so brightly it gives the geode a daylight-level lighting. Like a moth to a flame, Erza marches forward towards the plaza, talking as she goes. If we want to stay the night, uh, we can get a room at Gemulischkeit, owned by the Starkrogs, as I mentioned before. Uh, that's where they have a, the drinking contest, so if we get a room there, we can kind of, if we wanted to do that, we can end our night there and, you know, crash upstairs. That makes sense. Yes, um, and then if we want, we can... Um, you know, I mean, it's judging by the crystal, and she kind of looks up toward the Drake Basher Don John. It is only probably about midday if we wanted to get any sort of shopping done down here, or if you want to just kill time and get some food before we try and hit up Betrunkeners or Totodash Tavern, anything. Zabriers, even. The crystal shows what time it is. Ah, yes. Um, the mages of Zabriers manage the crystal lighting to slowly dim as night comes on. So that way we have a kind of, you know, Schedule to work off of in here. Wow. Well, I guess uh, anything you think that we really need for our trip, if, you know, maybe we should grab a couple health potions or something. Oh, yeah, health potions. Um, I managed to pick up the the basics, you know, like um, extra hemp and rope. You never can have too much. You can never, never have, have too much. much. As well as um, some rations and such. Um, that's, again, that is all factors into the cost of everything. You have acquired some clothing of sorts, so... Very warm. Very and warm. And I've been told, hip. Yes, sure. It's to some. And so we will move on from that. Uh, <laughs> she looks out. Um, we Zola can go. frowns down <laughs> at her parka. Um, well, if we make our way into the plaza, if there's anything that catches your eye, we can pick it up. Um, but um, the best place for potions would be Zabrier's Emporium of the Arcane. I guess let's head there. All right. You begin to head towards the plaza. Some folk casting looks your way. Some confused about the presence of a half-orc in their city. Others suspicious and almost angry as they kind of look by you and your pale dwarf companion. But Erza ignores them all, head held high, carrying herself with a presence that defies those dwarves perturbed by your entry, leading you through the stone streets without a care. Moving deeper, you pass along the outer buildings, a mix of imperial red and gold banners, as well as the darker colors of each of the houses kind of painting the scene around you. Mm -hmm. You enter into this busy square with this central statue of all of the noble families constructed from bronze and stone. All of them are kind of standing in various positions over this 
this statue of a slain stone dragon. The marketplace kind of sprouts around it, and the six spires loom high above, um, positioned on essentially each side of the square, with two on the far side, one to the left, one to the right, and then like essentially one directly to your left and right on the other side of this main mm -hmm. boulevard. Um, looking around, you actually do end up spotting Gemulishkeit, which is to the left side. Um, it's similar to the Hammered House in design, though far more well-maintained. Mm -hmm. um, and you see the, the spire of the Starkrogs kind of rising behind it. On the far side to your right is the Petrunkener Spire and their axe-throwing bar. Cl very clear based on the v like this massive stone axe that has been carved into the front of this tower. <laughs> um, and then on the far end, you see the other two kind of towers that are opposite the ones that you stand closest to. One of them is Totodach Tavern, and the one across from it is Zabrier's Emporium of the Arcane. There's a lot of bars just in the one... Oh, area. Oh yeah, I mean every family has their own type of brew and it's it's a matter of great pride for dwarves. Is there anyone who does like a little bit better, who cleans up a little bit more? Well, if you must know, obviously everyone says Drake Brasher is the best, but the most popular in terms of numbers drank and in terms of I mean my preference, the Hefeschutz and um Totodrach. Both very different, um but um, if you know one being a lighter and the other one being a heavier kind of brew, those are interesting. Those are the best. Those are the ones that the people who know that's what they eat. Oh. That's what they drink, rather. It's good that I have you. Of course, so I don't drink the wrong beer tonight. Of course, this, this is why you you are paying so much money for me. Exactly, it's to learn about the beers. Right, you, you pat the guides <laughs> in your pocket from Tataria that have not seen the light of day since since she's taken over your guide. Uh, put those away. You don't need those. Um, all right, are you ready? Okay. You guys head through these crowded streets. Some people kind of, you know, move out of the way, given your size and Eretz's presence, but a couple you kind of have to, like, shoulder your way through as you finally arrive to the opposite side, where you see that this main avenue that you had entered from continues onward, kind of heading down towards what you see is a massive, like, bronze door built into the far side of the cavern. Um you approach the spire to the right of this main avenue that leads forward uh, and see Zabir's Emporium of the Arcane. Hey, by the way, I know this guy's daughter, I think. What? You know Zabir's daughter? Uh, yeah, I know someone with the last name, Zabir. She studies uh, in the capital. Oh. Uh, so you you are familiar with the, with the Zabers and um, their family? Oh, no, I wouldn't say familiar. Like, she's a study buddy, you know? Do you think that you're trying to, uh, like, I'm trying hide to elicit, information? I'm trying to elicit her opinion. I don't think I'm lying, really, because I have only met Tari a couple times, and we haven't done much together. True, but you did, and slash you do know of... Um, the Archmage. For sure, for sure. So why don't we... Give me a deception check. Okay. The consequences are not necessarily her being like, how dare you lie to me? <laughs> um, but it's just to see... Um, I'm going to roll insight on her part All to right. see if I'm she holding back understand. a little. Yes. I got a three. Okay, she didn't roll well on insight, but she rolled a little <laughs> better than a three. Um, she kind of eyes you a little bit. 
she mentioned her dad was, yeah, the right. Archmage Sabirer. Well, uh, d- does he happen to know you? Do you have any sort of pull or any sort, you know what I mean? I mean, if we go in there and you kind of throw your weight around a little bit. No, I don't think so. I mean, I guess I could mention that, you know, I go to school with his daughter, but it's not like, you know, we're besties or anything. All right, all right. Well, um, good to know that you have um, such connections, so to speak. Not as many as you. <laughs> I, you know, but the important connections, one good one is better than a thousand bad ones. That's true. All right. Um, so Zola in her head is like, this is a bad one. <laughs> this is a bad one. <laughs> this is a bad one. <laughs> um, you approach this massive spire that rises up. Like it is, again, it is kind of cloud carver level, maybe one of the shorter ones, but it is still very, very large. This geometric and very colorfully decorated with crystalline shards and banners emblazoned with the red and gold colors of the golden fist. You approach this gilded doorway inscribed with runes, a sign in dwarvish above it. Zabir's Emporium of the Arcane. I... Hmm, What's I don't, that? I don't know if I should go in. Oh, I come here why? a lot to buy things. Right. And so I kind of, I mean... If you give them so much business, don't they want you in there? You know, some people do not enjoy my company as much. And I think that I pressed a little hard the last time I was in there. I find that strange, Erza. But sure, I'll go in by myself. All right. Do you have um, a means of contacting me? I have a spell called Message, if you know how to... um, I can communicate with you if you need any help. Yeah, I have Message. Will you just be around? Yes, I will will hang out here. Um, I could also, you know, she kind of gestures to the marketplace behind you guys. I can go and pick up any sort of thing here. Is there anything I should get specifically? I mean, I'll get healing potions, but for the snow? Or, you know, what's, what's the travel like? Well, um... Since you had said you weren't willing to spend the extra gold on traveling exclusively not in the tunnels, we are going to spend a lot of time underground with a few, you know, breaks into the ICO peaks. So clothing-wise, you are very good. You know, if you don't mind having to, you know, zip up and zip down so much when you are walking around. We'll zip up, zip down. All right. Um, and I guess besides potions, if you, I mean, if you wanted to check out if they had that kind of um, potion you had mentioned when we were talking about doing the drinking contest, the one that um, makes you sober, if you want to check if they have something like that, or um, um, anything, anything you think would be helpful when... In general, we are going to try and avoid as many fights as we can. But if, you know, we happen to get to no fights, anything you think that might assist in that way, or, you know, I I trust your judgment. You're you're a very smart young lady. Thank you. I will message you soon, and I will see if I can get a discount because of my study buddy. All right. You turn and head through this gilded doorway. um, And inside you find a store that couldn't be more different than Marfin's. Where Marfin's is bright and busy, Zabirer's is dim and quiet. Pale greenish light gives the room an eerie glow that reminds you of Limburger, in a way. Emphasis lies on the brutalist elements of the dwarven architecture. Cozy. <laughs> you, you still in by, like, by your feet? Wow. <laughs> um, very, very I suspicious. pick him up because the stone ground is really cool. It's and very it's cool. You feel the little beans are so cold. Get in here. I zip them up. <laughs> um, gets nice and cozy in there. You hear the you hear the shark go, oh, hey, hey, buddy. Come on in. Babe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, sure, sure, sure. I got you. Hey, let me introduce you to your friend. He can introduce himself. Wait, 
I jiggle them together. Answer? No, I meant answer. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the pronouns were she, her. <laughs> um, you see that the... Instead of like long alleys of very high tiered shelves, you see more of these kind of hexagonal columns of stone lined in glass cases around them. Intricate runes kind of circling each row of these strange items. Some are books, some are glass vials filled with colorful liquids and enchanted weapons and other sort of strange looking objects. Each of them is perfectly arranged. Another thing about Marfins is that there doesn't seem to be as a good organization kind of system. It seems like they very much are just like, this section just happens to be over here. No zoning thought here. In here, it seems very deliberate about like where is and like how it's all being kept um, you see pretty much on every single level where there is items there is a sign that is in dwarvish um, that you give me a history check okay Stilton do you speak dwarvish six six it definitely is dwarvish you're not really sure what it means it's on each um it's on each level. Yeah, it's like a metal placard that if you were like looking up at one of these hexagonal columns, every row where there is a glass like mm-hmm. case around the the column, there is a sign that's like place on there. Do lit they by all look lights. like they have the same runes? It's the same sign. All the same exact sign. Still, and I think that just says "Don't touch." Wow, <laughs> <laughs> um, And you realize at that point that Stilton does speak Dwarvish and confirms that. <laughs> wow, you're so learned. Wow. Did you do that in Cheese Plane? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, I you... knew you smuggled another book in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, you are kind of like looking around. It is different. It is still fascinating in a way, mm-hmm. albeit in a kind of um terrifying way like oh i don't want to touch anything yeah. in here marfins is like i want to touch everything mm-hmm. this is like ooh. a lot of cursed artifacts <laughs> it's like here. i anything i touch could just be really bad for me so you see that in the center of this kind of um space and again f- it follows the shape of the spire so it's mm-hmm. kind of a like hexagonal large chamber with these right. many columns leading into the ceiling high above you see that there is a central kiosk of sorts And there behind it stands a blonde dwarven woman who looks a lot like an older Tataria. Has the same bright blue eyes, fluffy, kind of almost like puffball blonde hair, though she's got a few wrinkles and a streak of light grayer hair in her braided beard. Uh, She speaks with three individuals, not dwarves, much thinner. And one of them is very short no bigger than a halfling they're all wearing these dark kind of black robes and they're speaking in a language that you're not really necessarily sure it kind of sounds familiar but i mean you definitely don't understand it you can give me another history check if you want to um understand or like you know understand what language it is and you can also give me a perception check if you like yeah Nat one. Nat one. I really don't know what language that is. It's you know what it, you know what it is. You're trying to listen in, but you're also trying to like maybe not draw too much attention to yourself. So you're you're a little far away. Mm. Maybe if you were closer. Okay. I'll and then if you perception. want to do a perception, this is based on sight. Okay, great. Bad rolls today, guys. Ooh. All right, that's better. Uh, Seventeen. Seventeen. A quick scan, and thanks to your ocular improvers. You spot something on the wrist of one of these individuals as they kind of like gesture outwards. What's that? And as you look, you see something black and circular 
against their kind of darker skin, this kind of charcoal skin that they have, and you realize that it is a cycloptic smiley face mm-hmm, tattoo mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that is just imprinted there, sm- small on their wrist. They are talking about something, and you see that there is, like, they're kind of, like, blocking your view of, like, what's in front of them, but you do see a dim yellowish glow that strangely almost reminds you of Trick's dagger when you had last seen it. Just the similar color, not like it's, like, any any other indication, just the color is this kind of warm yellow that looks familiar. I would cast comprehending language comprehend languages but it takes 10 minutes so that probably would not be helpful for me well still in do you speak under common (laughs) 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 i understand it's a dead language or at least i thought it was hey i think i could probably understand it let me go check it out no if you can understand it why can't you just tell me what they're saying right now we're a little far away i can't really hear it but i know how to speak languages i think Okay. Maybe. Uh, Maybe. If I go close, do you promise to not make yourself visible or audible in any way? Yeah, I'll keep super chill. Do you? Are we? Do, are we just gonna walk up? No, I'm gonna try and like sneak around and get you a little bit closer. Okay, okay, okay. Cool, okay, cool, I'm cool. gonna stay hidden. Okay. They can't see me. Yeah, t- totally, totally. Not that I'm invisible and they can't see me. It's it would not be good if they can't see me. Okay. Just in case we're doing literal interpretations got it, today. Got it. Got it. Got it. Would be bad for them to see. I would go to the worst jail. The worst jail. Worst. Worse jail. than prison? Worse. Are these different things? Actually, prison is worse. We're gonna have to talk about it later. Okay. All right. I'm gonna try and hide. <laughs> All right. Give me a stealth check with advantage, thanks to your Crocs of Elven kind and the new thanks. divots or rivets that are in there. <laughs> rivets. <laughs> All right, I'm going to try and like go in between, like kind of a shelf maybe, and like peek an eye out through a book. Yeah, there's there's a lot of these like columns. So honestly, you entering in, you probably slid behind one, and you can kind of use them to get closer. Thirteen. All right, so you feel tired. Do you want to maybe rest for eight hours? <laughs> Are you, you get a message back. I mean, I thought we were going to just see so the bars first. See the future more clearly. Well, all right. I mean, if you want, we could go to the bars very late tonight. No, but, no. Um, you kind of sneak your way closer, keeping keeping quiet. You do kind of walk past this dwarven man, this old dwarven guy who just like and just like walks back out. Excuse me, sir. It, it does seem that there are a few other customers in here, but it's it's just dead quiet, and you are doing your best to keep your Crocs from squeaking on the stone floor. Mm-hmm. You get probably within 15 feet or so and kind of peek out and you get a better look and you do indeed see that these two other figures do seem to be drow. Mm. They are heavily like covered. They, mm-hmm. they seem to be, their robes are not, it's not just a hooded robe. There's also like a kind of mask over their face. They, they've done a lot of effort to kind of hide their drow features. And the smaller figure... Looks to be a deep gnome. No. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, they are. 
They are no. very, they're, be, they're beady little eyes. No. They're one eye, because they do have an eye patch. Um, I pull out a gun. <laughs> you pull out the fucking I pull out the rifle. No, no, no. Um, you, yeah, you see Plebo under paddle standing before Zabrier, the matriarch of this family. Um, and they are inspecting what looks to be this kind of jagged, irregular looking yellow crystal. Interesting. Okay, Shari. Yeah. We're here. Do your best. Okay. Can you hear what they're saying? I don't have ears, but yeah, weird, right? Closes its two eyes that, again, are kind of like moving throughout its entire face when it's like not focusing on them. And begins to kind of go, uh-huh. Oh, okay. What are they saying? Okay. That short one uh-huh. brought this stone... And they're trying to figure out what it is. Interesting. You're doing great. They're not really saying, like, it seems kind of uh, vague on the details. You know, it's kind of not really getting, hold on. That's fine. You're doing great. Not really getting into the, uh, like, how they acquired of it. Okay. But they're just trying to speak about, huh? And, okay. All right. It seems like they're just trying to identify this thing. This guy's only in town for, like, a night. And then they're making um, an expedition into the mountains. This was extremely useful. You have done a wonderful job. I demand payment of one fun thing. Let's go. I <laughs> I start to turn heel and walk away. Oh my god! Are let's you, let's go do it. Are you going to? Are you leaving the magic shop essentially, or do you think you're going to wait until these guys like go off and then you'll do your shopping and leave? I'm gonna go stand like outside of the door and kind of like put my back a little bit to the door, like I'm just kind of like loitering a little bit outside of the shop. You with your, I'll say that stealth check <laughs> bell remains. rings as I come in. Bell <laughs> goes as I go out. Um, you exit back Rock out store. into the streets, um, and you find Erza kind of casually standing there, not far away. Looks to you, hey, there's a there's a potions. Oh, it's just they're super busy in there, so I just wanted figured I would wait out where there's you know sun. It's kind of stuffy in there, but once I see the other people come out, I'll I'll go in. Oh, okay, all right. Um, this seemed like they were doing like a big purchase. Hmm. I guess she's gonna roll an insight check on you. Oh. You're not really lying to her, but give me a deception check to kind of like mm-hmm. this get is just a case. get her off your case kind of thing. Eleven. She kind of narrows her eyes, the the bright blues underneath. You seem off. Is something wrong? Uh Did they give you trouble in there? They sometimes give me trouble in there. That's one of the reasons why I had to left. You should have seen the last time I was in there, I accidentally like broke a whole kind of row of potions. Oh no, you touched the stuff. I did. You know those signs in there that say. Yeah. I don't the, even read dwarvish. Yes, you know what those signs mean. I know so. the signs. Yeah. Yes, I got a little angry, and you know sometimes when you get angry, you uh, make mistakes. Listen, uh, it's kind of awkward, but I guess you'll get it. I kind of I flirted a little bit with with Tataria at college. Oh. We kind of had a little bit of a flirtationship. Seems like her mom's in there. I got a little nervous. I got a little sweaty pumped. I didn't know how to be like, I know your daughter without being like weird. So I'm just taking a breather, taking a sec. And then when she's done with, you know, her current transaction, I'll, I'll, I'll go just real quick, you know, get the potions. Okay. Um, <laughs> give me a wisdom saving throw. 
as you see Erza kind of look at you, and she's rubbing what looks to be a copper piece in her hands. Okay. <laughs> Not 20! Only, only when it's Erza. Only when it's Erza. Um, you feel Erza's presence kind of press into your mind for a moment, just briefly. And it's familiar to that time when Seer Cassandra Bashar read your thoughts. I put my hand on her forehead and push her away. Huh. We just had a flirtation ship. Chill. Something's off. You're not telling me something. Are you telling me everything? Yes. Can I do an insight Give me an insight check. check. <laughs> Five. Actually, you have truth written all over your face. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> um, it's at that moment when you hear the door open again and you see these hooded figures kind of exit. Um, give me another stealth check. Okay. Assuming you're, I mean, if you do want, if you don't care about being seen, that's also fine, but I just want to check. No, I'm, I'm have my back turned to them. Okay. All right, I'm going, I'm going. 11. 11. Yeah. 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 Primo's passive perception is 10. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's just below that. Hold on, hold on. It's because he's so short. He just sees my feet. uh, He's just, um... You can't really see anything. He just... You watch as Primo's, like, BDI looks around... I trains on Gemulishkeit and be- looks to the other ones and you s- mutter something in what you imagine is undercommon and then continues to walk. Um, the other drow follows and the last one stops and like looks over at you and you meet their kind of red eyes for a moment and they kind of tilt their head a little bit and then go back to walking and they walk towards Gemulishkeit across the square. I, um look at Stilton and nod back to them and uh, open the door. <laughs> um, Stilton looks to you and looks to them and kind of begins to follow after them. Um, and I, Why don't you give me a stealth check for Stilton? Okay. <laughs> Ooh, exciting. I love when you roll for Stilton. <laughs> Stilton. Tail on. Get it? Cause, okay. <laughs> the tail, the tail does that thing. It gets, goes straight up and then curves slightly at the end. <laughs> just looked up Stilton stats, which is just not going to give me anything <laughs> in the internet. Um, Stilton cheese is... Smoky, tangy. <laughs> Plus four stealth. See ooh, if they have ooh, skills. Good to check the um, skills. And also, um, Stilton has a pretty high passive perception and advantage on like uh, perception checks rather than smell if he's cool. like trying to track someone. Okay. Not one. <laughs> <laughs> that one for Stilton. He gets, okay, this is what happened. He gets distracted by uh, a, a cart of kippers that passes by. <laughs> it's literally like, you're like, go get him. Stilton's like, wow. And turns, and then immediately this truck of like cave fish goes by and goes, wow. It just starts He's falling gone. After. I'm going to have to resummon him. <laughs> well, you know, familiar, am I right? Mm, yeah. Alright, if you're nervous, I can go in with you. I mean, I just, I don't want to sour any deal, but... No, that's alright. I'll be fine. Don't worry. I just need some fresh air. Okay. Um, you turn and you head back inside, um, walking between the large hexagonal columns, this this quiet, only allowing for the echoes of your crocs in this <laughs> hexagonal stone chamber. And as you approach, the dwarven woman behind the kiosk looks to you and nods politely. Welcome to Zabriere's Emporium of the Arcane. How can I help you? 
Hi, thank you so much. Uh, I'm just looking for uh, some standard things for a journey, maybe a couple of um, health potions, okay. uh, maybe a couple of other potions. I think mainly potions I'm potions. in the okay. market for. Well, um, we have all types of potions here. Um, are you looking for the um, standard healing or are you looking for something greater? I think let's do a couple of standard. Also, someone uh, in town told me that you have like a sober up potion, like a morning after. Ah, uh, yes. The morning after potion. Uh, <laughs> That's a great name for it. Thank you. I think we all can agree that that is a perfect name for <laughs> this. The good morning after. The good morning after. Um, yes, um, that is actually one of the more popular ones because of, you know, sometimes people need to get to work. The culture? Got the it. The culture. Um, yes. How much does that run for? That one is uh, one of our cheaper potions. It is going to be 25 gold for one. Um, standard healing potions are 50 gold a potion. But if you buy a bulk, I maybe could cut you a deal. Okay, what about two standard healing potions to Zagutin morning after? Um, well... That would normally be 150. I could be talked down to 125. While she's talking to me, Zola's kind of letting like her eyes glaze over. And then as she's about to say the price, I go, I'm so sorry. This is, I'm so sorry. I might be wrong, but are you by any chance related to Tataria? Are you her older sister? Oh, first. No, I am her mother. Oh, no. you flatter me. No. Oh, yeah. You know Tataria. I will not believe you. Listen, I know that dwarves don't <laughs> lie, but you've got to be freaking joking oh, me. Oh, well, you know, dwarves, we, we age slower. It's, you know. It's... I thought maybe you were in grad school or something. I, <laughs> I, sorry, I'm. Oh, stop. I'm Bree. I go to college with Tataria. Oh, my God. More than bless. Well, it's nice to meet you. It's nice to meet you too. Who would have thought? Wow, what are you doing here in Bodderheim? I'm studying abroad. Actually, uh, Tataria gave me these. And I pull out the guidebooks and show them to her. Oh, oh wow. And I think I still got a little... Oh, there it is. And I shake around a little Tupperware of sausage. <laughs> wow, she learned very... I got the summer sausage. As she told me to keep. This one keeps. Yes, that one does keep. It's been cured very well. Wow, this... <laughs> talk about kismet um well um what's uh, you know give me a persuasion check and give me a, uh, with advantage well thank you <laughs> hit her with the older sister hit her with the line. older sister <laughs> you dog 16 16 all right i could knock it down to 100 gold but i'd be ve- that would be it would be a that's a big jump. Extremely generous. I mean, I have to insist, like, 105, 110, I mean. If you give me 125, I will throw in a coin of delving, which is a is um, useful kind of um, coin. And she kind of reaches under the counter and points out this, this solid gold coin that has, like, a kind of hole straight through the center of it. Um, she goes, if you take this and you drop it down somewhere... It will emit a high-pitched tone from where it hits on the ground. So very helpful to, you know, um, see how deep something is. Oh, or I imagine if, that come in handy here. Yes, for, for, we use it often in the mines. Right. Yes, or anybody who is the few fools who are willing to leave this glorious city uh, and travel through the mountains. Fools. Fools. Um, I mean, not my daughter, though. 
God, I miss her. Is she doing well? She's doing great. Yeah, she's got great roommates, a great group of friends. She was actually one of the first people to welcome me onto the campus. So oh. she's kind of like a star pupil role model. Oh, this warms this old heart. Oh, she and you seem to have very much flattered this older woman. Um, <laughs> Common room, a little messy, but she's growing. She's right, growing. We're right, growing. Right. She's young, and you know, she's that the mess was always a problem. She'll sort it out. I trust her. Well, um, so a hundred golds, and I can give you this all. Wonderful. Um, she puts it all into kind of a nice package for you. You can take out a hundred gold from there. Thank you so much. Now that you've said that, I'm going to remind you that she said that she would give me the coin of delving for 125 gold. But yes. now that you said 100, I'm going you know, to take you on that. Uh, she, <laughs> yep, you know what? She's so she flattered. She said it twice. She's so. so flattered that she just, you know, she puts it all in. And as you as you pack it up and you hand over the gold and you're like, I'll see you later. <laughs> She's like, oh, oh. Ah, never mind. I'll call Tataria and tell her to give you a call. Oh, please do. She does not call enough. And I know. Have a speaking stone she's right got here. her nose in the books. What can I say? <sighs> she better. Um, and you turn and head back out into Shoo! the streets. <laughs> Whoo! A very successful charismatic, <laughs> charisma interaction. Um, okay. Um, you exit out and you see Erza's waiting there for you. I jiggle the bag at her and wink. Well done, well done. Not too shabby in there. What you end up picking up? Got two standard healing potions. Mm-hmm. We got two uh, Zagutin morning after potions. Right. And we have uh, one of these bad boys. And I show her the coin. Oh my god, those are so helpful. I had one on my last journey. I ended up losing it um, because... You used it? I used it. Great. And I didn't go down afterwards. Excellent. It was too deep. I hope that we will do the same. Yes. Well, you know, if we're lucky, (laughs) maybe we'll find my old one. (laughs) Um, I don't know if that would be lucky. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, uh, is there anything you want to grab a bite or get a room at Gemulishkeit and kind of prep for tonight? Wow, a lot of that rhyme. Yeah, sure. I, while I'm talking to her, can I be pretending to like taking in the sights and just see if I see any, like, uh, any sight of the drow or plebo? Give me a perception check with advantage because you are using your glasses you. and you do see still and again like sitting under like <laughs> begging, <laughs> literally like paws up on the cart, <laughs> doing that the, this open mouth scream forever. You are very familiar. Twenty two. You scan this very, very packed crowd, mm-hmm. and you don't see them. But mm-hmm. with a 22, I will tell you that they seem to be heading in the direction of Gemulishkeit. So most likely, they are in there somewhere. Whether they've gotten a room or whether they're just like having food, they were certainly beelining in that direction. And I think that with your keen mind and ocular improvers, you put together that they're probably somewhere in there. Well, should we go get a room? Why don't we go grab a bite? You know, show me, since we're going to go there anywhere. Anyway, like, show me something else. Oh, sure. I'm uh, only in Balderheim for a day, so we got to pack it all in. You're right. Let's but, go the opposite direction. Uh, I'm I turn her that, around but, oh, okay. put an arm around her and well. begin walking her. <laughs> all right. Well, um, let's, let's explore the market. Okay. Um, you guys begin to walk through the marketplace. 
it is, in a lot of ways, it reminds you of the Boolean Bazaar. There's a widespread of various kind of products that you can purchase here. Um, but the cuisine is just very, very different. A lot of it is very heavy food, but you do uh -huh. see a lot of, like, strange delicacies, these kind of fungi that have been specially prepared, cave creatures that have been, you know, like you see, familiar enough, you see what looks to be two hooked horror claws on a grill. <laughs> um, someone's like king, like king claws. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Do you, do you want to try the hooked horror? No, thank you. Okay. They're the best. I'll actually take, I'll take one. Those are in the run around the same place where we put our poop in the capital. Ah, yes, the underdark, you know. But sometimes the best food is value shit. I'm looking for a gift for someone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, what would you like to, if there's anything you want to, like, look for, we can definitely say that you spend, you know, a decent amount of time, whether, you know, a few hours yeah. here. You guys grab some food. Is there anything you want to find? Um, Zola has her mind a little bit on Captain Sticks and the um, somewhat uncomfortable conversation they had the other day. And I would like to look for, like, a stein for her. If they have, like, a cool Balderheim stein. You absolutely can find a stein. <laughs> they got you, steins, now. They got steins. You walk by so many fucking, like, places that are selling their own brand of stein, uh, and you do end up finding one that seems to be specifically for steins, and it has one of each of the various royal families. You know, there's, like, seven different kinds, plus one that's, like, a a special edition Aurelian version one where it's like mm. red and gold colors mm -hmm. for the Balderheim symbols. Um, and this this burly kind of dwarf looks to you, Ah, what would you like? Hello. What an enthusiastic greeting. You must. If you're selling steins here, there's a lot of competition. So you have to do, you have to distinguish yourself. Well, you really caught me. You pulled me in right off the street. Come in over here. <laughs> wow. Um, I'm looking for a stein for my friend. Ah, well, do you want... She loves to drink. Loves to drink. Well, um, any sort of... We have one for every family. We have the special edition one. We have this one that's shaped like a boot. This one that's shaped like a hat. Um, I'll go with a Drake Brasher one. All right. Excellent choice. Keep it simple, right? Keep it simple. Top choice. Of course. How much I owe you? Uh, that would be two silver. Okay. You pick up, and he, you know, he goes over, carefully gift wraps it, puts it in a little box, and slides it over to you. Perfect. Thank you, you so much. <laughs> and you, he, you pass over to Silver. I walk out with the Stein, and then I immediately kind of sit and crouch down in the, in like the busy, <laughs> in the busy street. Mm -hmm. and I take out a Sharpie and over Drake write Dick, so it says Dick Basher, and then put it in my bag of holding. She's gonna love that. Oh my god. You see, She's really going to appreciate that one. You finish writing that, and you see Otsu goes, nice. Pretty funny. Yeah, so fuck's it, Drake Bashers. People say that one a lot. <laughs> and messages you for this. Most people know, but me, for sure. I will be saying it all the time now. Okay, fuck's it, Drake what, Bashers. That's what we'll call them. Fuck the Dick Bashers. The Dick Bashers. <laughs> um, <laughs> the two Done. of, the two of you. Done. people off my gift list. <laughs> You get some gifts. Um, Erza gets you guys some food. You guys, you share like a plethora of different like types of food from like dumplings like gnodel and sausages and fungi and cave vegetables. Some lots of, 
again, as we've obviously made the comparison, a lot of kind of German, Austrian sort of cuisine and specialties, mm-hmm. kind of chocolates and like little kind of pistachio desserts schnitzel. and such like that. Schnitzel. Um, and you get a good spread of everything. And you kind of do a, a miniature food tour Delicious. of Balderheim for a few hours until you watch as slowly but surely the crystals above you start to dim. It's good to do a food crawl before a pub crawl. Right, we need we need a good base. Otherwise, we'll be we'll be shit faced. You gotta quickly. crawl before you can drink your face off. Yes, that is the traditional saying. dwarven saying. <laughs> um, well, um, do you want to get a room right now, or do you want to um, just go straight to Totodrach or Betrunkena? What do you want to do? You know, why don't we just go there since the night is young? Let's do it. You think they're gonna run out of rooms at that place? Ah, uh, she kind of looks over. Well, it is kind of one of the most popular. If, here's the thing. If you don't want to stay there, we can stay at another There's tavern. There's a hundred inns in the area. Yeah. So why don't we just see after we get drunk, you know, done drinking if we have to stumble somewhere else and it's a little cheaper, then so be it. Yes, of course. Uh, thinking cheaper, always better. All right. <laughs> That's me. Um, <laughs> Give me a perception check. Okay. As you guys start to head towards. And which, which tavern are you trying to head towards? I guess let's talk our game plan, Erza. Yes. We think we should probably throw axes, fight, then drink. That would be a good order to do because axe throwing, we are not going to be making contact with anyone. Right, pretty chill. But if we um, fight first, we could get our asses kicked and then not be in condition to do anything else. Right, yeah. And we'll we'll definitely be in the condition to drink no matter what. Of course. Always. Well, um, yes, we can go to Betrunkener and um, get some gambling done there and then we can kind of make our way through to the other places. All right. Now give me a perception Is this based on sight or? Yes, this is based on sight. Oh my lord. So many nat ones I rolled today, but it's a 14. 14. You feel and see the shard kind of slowly moving from underneath your robes. As do you like, did you put your arm around Erza to kind of guide her this way? <laughs> yeah. You watch as the shard is now like slowly <laughs> inching down towards your like under your biceps and everything, trying to head towards Erza. I slam my arm to my side and go, "I need to take a whiz." <laughs> <laughs> but there's a bathroom in Betrunkener. We can just okay. <laughs> It's not. Um, <laughs> she leads you <laughs> through the streets and to Betrunkener Battleax Bonanza. It's slightly more rustic looking than Gemulishkeit, which sits directly across from it. Um, it is a bit more campy, actually. There are like veins of crystal styled neon lights glowing to draw in customers. Um, large axes, easily double your size, have been kind of carved into the outer stone walls and into the, um, into the spire above you longer than it is tall this building and as you kind of enter into the short line that has formed um, eventually you find your way kind of to the front and Erza pulls out a gold coin and kind of slips it to the bouncers and he just nods and lets the two of you in the sounds of wood cracking and and angry yells and cheers fills your ears as you enter into this long very large bar lined with 
what looks to be kind of almost like jail cells along the entire reach of it and you see that on the wall of the jail cell like essentially once you walk in across from you there is just a giant wooden wall with a bullseye a little dartboard mm-hmm. for people and you see dwarves kind of each taking their turns some of them absolutely shit face just like practically drop it like a bowling ball they like throw it and it falls to the ground and <laughs> well, others there's like bullseye really i thought there'd be signs like don't walk here or, like a glass pane between all the people no but... just just you know these and she kind of gestures to the middle cages like you kind of would have to work hard to like really throw it through the cage if you were okay, trying but um yeah no it's just kind of an honor system hoping that people don't you know kill, kill each, each other, other. yes Great. <laughs> Um, as you enter, you approach this kind of central bar that is similar to Zabir's Emporium of the Arcane. There is kind of a central bar position throughout this very long space mm-hmm. that is square, and you see multiple bartenders and kind of a stack of various barrels in the middle of it and bottles. You approach, passing by various dwarves, and get to the front where this um, dwarven man in this marigold kind of um, bellboy's uniform uh, turns to you guys and goes, Ah, good dog. What can I get for you? Hi, just two waters for us to start. Yeah, just two waters. We're here to throw axes. <laughs> and make money. Speaking of, Ulsa, is anyone here tonight that uh, seems like they'd be a big spender? Um, and Ulsa, as you now learn his name to be, looks around and goes, Oh, yeah. Uh, if you notice, uh, Reinhold of House Starkrog is here with some of his boys. A bachelor party for, you know, the wedding in a few weeks. And Erza's like, Reinhold is here? Tonight? Uh, and this dwarf nods and goes, not often do you get a royal in the cages, but you know him. Confident as ever. No one would dare fuck with him. Sorry, out of town or here, there's a wedding? Yeah, in a few weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Starkrogs are marrying one of the other families. It's... But, you know, him and his boys always out celebrating, so. Uh, and you see Erza goes, do you think we could get the cage next to them and maybe get some friendly bets? And also nods and goes, so long as you give us 25%, you know the rule. And she nods and goes, yeah, we'll, we'll take that one over there. And she points towards what you see. It looks like a bunch of very well-dressed dwarves all laughing and cheersing and, like, throwing axes. <laughs> and also nods. Erza, should we maybe bring over some drinks for our friends? Great idea. Um, what are they drinking? And also looks at you and goes, there's five of them. They're all drinking Starcrog. So hard stuff. Are you going to try and match what they're drinking? You want to bring us something new? Yeah. Why don't we just, you know, get a, can we get like a growler of it and bring it over? Oh yeah. Um, he turns Erza, and. Erza, should we spend a little to make a little? Erza, Erza nods. You or me spend a little. Just split it. Yeah, of course. Um, we'll make how... it back. We'll make it back. Yeah, yeah, of course. In no time. In no time. No doubt. In no time. In no, no time. Um, <laughs> turns to Ulcer, who um, pours you guys a growler, and of course, that'll be one gold. Okay. Ulcer leads you from around the bar towards that side of this area. You guys carrying your growler kind of walks you up to one of the cages, um, passing by this this group of Starkrod lads, unlocking the cage with a key, and then keeping the key and going, when you want to leave, just, you know, give us a signal and we will come unlock. Um, and remember, 25% of whatever you earn. Yeah, yeah, we heard you. He nods to you both um, and returns back to the bar. Um, I'll 
leave Stilton out of the cage. Okay. Stilton patiently sits outside I the door. Sp- yeah, I just kind of, like, tuck him uh, under <laughs> the little gate. Uh, Chakos, do you want me to do anything? Um, Erta, I have to use the bathroom real quick. Okay, yeah. He's over there. She gestures to the far end of the room. Um, you signal to Ulcer, who, like, runs back and goes... <laughs> The bathroom thing, we really have to work out. Sorry, yeah, uh, no, it's, it's okay. And pass would be a good idea. Um, <laughs> unlocks it. You head out and you head to the far end. You head into a typical bathroom. It's got very dim lighting. Well, you're not going to describe the dwarven bathroom. Well, it's a very. Uh, it's, I mean, squatting. <laughs> like, what's the. I, I would say that you definitely do have to duck a little bit when you okay. enter. Um, and it is very brutalist in design despite the fact that this is a very like kitschy kind of place the bathroom mm-hmm. has been kept very simple mm, charming um i go into a stall okay. and i uh shake the shard out of my ooh, pocket ooh. sleeve hey, what's sorry up? i forgot about you there i know i said we were gonna do something fun but yeah guess what i brought you to the funnest place possible which is an axe throwing bar <laughs> oh shit i love axes do you know what a bar is nope all Wait, right no we went to one oh right other- I don't know what axes are, though. No problem. It's kind of like this. I show my sword. <laughs> okay, okay. But shorter. So the deal is we're going to throw them at the wall, and hopefully I'm going to earn a little bit of money. Okay, okay. Do you think that you could maybe help me with my aim? I could certainly try, and I could probably help your friend, too. Again, when am I going to mirror? I think when we kind of get out of the city a little bit, I just met her and she has, let's just say that she hasn't introduced me to any of her friends yet. So I don't want to be the first one to make the move. Yeah, yeah. So you're saying I shouldn't try and introduce myself until we're not here? I will introduce you so it's less awkward. Give me a persuasion check. Uh, 12. 12. The shard kind of looks at you and goes, okay. So... Ready to fucking throw some axes? All right, just help me with my aim. You right, got it. Axe right to the wall. Add to the wall. Discreetly. This working on the that part. Let's go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Zips back in your fluffy coat. I tip the attendant. What <laughs> <laughs> we? I don't want to know. That's why I get paid. Do not ask questions. Remember, Ufka, you do not ask questions. You get I the tip. Take a mint. <laughs> Thank you. Um, you leave, uh, head back out to the bar, and are let back into Erza's cage. Thank you so much, also. Um, and you see that Erza has already popped the bottle and is, like, in a discussion with the, the Starkrogs. All right, gents, what are we celebrating tonight? Well, uh, if you didn't hear, I'm getting married in a few weeks. And all of his brothers are like, oh, yeah, buddy, yeah. We are, we are ready to play some bets, even if it's with you, Grabber. And you see Erza's like, mm, yes. It's going to be the very best fun. night ever. Mm. We're going to have fun. Yes, okay. So how much do you want to bet? Um, what do we have to offer? How much we got? She like looks into her Armony, fake Armony bag of holding. Um, I could put a uh, hundred gold on the table. You don't want to see how these guys are throwing first. I mean, what if they're garbage and it's not even worth our time? <laughs> All the dwarves are like, oh, laughing and like slapping their legs. He goes, oh, you think I'm, oh, you are, you do not know this, Starkrogs. We are, we, maybe not throwing weapons, but we can, we can, this is fighting words. All right. What do we say? We have a round among friends, knock some beers back. And then we'll start, you know, getting a little coin involved. Let me see your arm first. Let me see what I'm working with. 
yeah, let's let's do one throw each and we'll see. We can each kind of select our best throwers for whatever we may do in the future. Um, and the, the boys nod and they go, oh, all right, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so everyone kind of lines up and you see that on the on either side of these cages, there is like a rack of axes that are kind of, you know, locked in each one of them individually. So you can't just like tear them all off and throw them. Right. Um, and you manage to unhook one and take it. Ertz is going to go first with a natural 12 plus her bonus. She goes and throws it. You watch it and stick close to the center, but not exactly the center. Probably like the the second or third ring out, kind of between the two. Um, you see Reinhold Starkrog nods and goes, well, very, very good, Grabber. Let's see what I can do. Takes a shot, <laughs> rolls the exact same thing. Um, <laughs> Splits her axe down the middle. <laughs> <laughs> <Whoa>. um, <laughs> um, now it is going to be your turn if you would like All to. Right. Is this a ranged attack? This is a ranged attack. So if you have any sort of ranged weapon, you can use that as the bow. Click on my crossbow that we've never canonically acknowledged. <laughs> you check, you look in your bag and see this dusty crossbow that has never been what touched. What is that? Definitely use that to like hunt deer and paddle with. <laughs> oh wait, I am going to um, tap the shard where it is sitting in my pocket. Is it going to help me on this throw? Um, or is it going to do something? You, t- it goes, oh! Give me a D100 roll. <laughs> yes. Okay. The shard is made of magic, so if it needs to do anything, <laughs> it will have to use magic, and uh, therefore we will fighting. have to roll. <laughs> I'm not fighting you on it. Just so you know, what I rolled was an eight. Okay, and also I'll tell you this, that based on what you are requesting, you do not have to hit in that upper fourth right now. It okay. is lower. Great, because I rolled 23. Okay. <laughs> One lower than last <sighs> And it's the the standard was at twenty five or higher is what you had to get. Great. Give me a D ten thousand roll. This is terrible. This is. Hey, help me out! Wow! <laughs> Just freaks out, and you feel a warbling wave of energy kind of ripple through you as you take your shot. I will let you roll with advantage, so you can indeed re-roll that shot and see if you hit your axe as this effect goes off. This okay. is like happening simultaneously. Okay. I rolled the exact same thing. Ooh. <laughs> the axe, the, it's, the surge within actually kind of disrupts your throat. You're like, whoa, and the axe goes wide and sticks into the outside. Erza looks at you um, and her eyes kind of train down towards your chest, which seems to be moving a little bit. 6,431. The shard vibrates in your chest. Erza looks over at you and you kind of, you know, you clutch it and kind of like do your classic like, <laughs> like a cough thing. Um, Heartburn. The shard is going to try and hold on to this effect that is in range. I need you to give me another D100 roll. Okay. I'm trying to hold it in, but I really got to go. You should have got it when we were in the bathroom. I didn't know I had to. 40. 40. Yes. Okay. The shard. Okay, I held it in, but I'm going to be honest. It's going to come out pretty soon. I maybe could try and use it when other people go, but I don't know if I can help you throw things. Okay. Okay? You just go when someone else goes. I'm really holding it in. Okay. Okay. You're doing good, bud. Um, all right. Uh, the round goes by. You see the other dwarves kind of throw and middling in general. 
Um, Ertegos, what do you think? Do, do you think they're worth your time? I guess so. You know, I'm, I'm just getting warmed up here, so why don't we make things a little more exciting and maybe I'll throw better. Yeah, you know what? If it's easy money to clear, you know, I mean, we may just lose to you, so you might as well bet as much as you possibly can. Plus, I've literally never thrown an axe in my life. Look at that. That was the first one. This is such a safe bet. How much are you willing to put down? Um, she looks to them and is like smiling and like nodding to them. And you see the boys are kind of like looking at each other and pack their pockets. And you see that they begin to all kind of pull out some gold and they place a total of 200 gold on the side table within their cage. And, um, Ersa goes, I could put in a hundred and she messages you and goes, it will be everything I have, but if we could put in a hundred, I'll I'll match. I'll put in a hundred. All right, um, Venner gets the pot. We'll do. Um, each of us gets three shots. Best of best of the three. And Sounds fair to me. Everyone nods. All right, uh, let's roll initiative. See who gets to go first. I am looking at her like <laughs> we are starting strong with a lot of gold. She looks at you and gives you two very eager thumbs up. <laughs> the light of a gambler in her eyes. It's that's about half of my money. A little okay. over half. She goes, you're rich, right? <laughs> Tongue in my <laughs> cheek. Uh-huh. <laughs> chest vibrating. <laughs> you hear a pained moan within <laughs> your chest. You see it. Great. Okay. So the the Starkrog, Starkrog's party is going to go first. Um, it's going to be a two for two. Since you guys only have two on your team, they're going to do two. Um, they line up. And I will tell you now how this is going to work. It is not hard to hit a wall. Mm-hmm. If you get a five, the axe hits the wall. That's literally, a, if you get a five, it's going to stick into the wall. If you get a 10, you've hit the first ring. If you get between 10 and 15, you hit the second, 15 and 20, the third, and then 20 or higher, bullseye. So um, they're going to take two shots. One of them is going to get only just into that first ring so they are going to get five points and then the second one which you see reinhold throws gets above a 20 and (laughs) sticks into the bullseye and that's going to be 20 points so that's 25 for them on their first round um it is now you and erza's turn you may throw erza erza nods to you first gestures to the spot all right just one just one 19 19 total you right on the line right next to the bullseye you hear everyone in the guys group go oh i'm warming up oh very very close oh it looks like you've got a good teammate grabber and you see um erza takes a shot i message erza like don't let the nicknames bother you just think about the cash right the cash i feel Deep breath. Just think about stupid nicknames for this guy. Yes. You know, I don't want to... I don't want to disparage another noble. Um, obviously, there's got to be... He's disparaging you. Yes, but, you know, it's only because he doesn't realize I'm I'm a noble, so I... Yeah, this guy's an asshole. I, I, let me... I'll just take my shot. I'm just gonna take my shot. We're gonna uh, take it for all the gold he has. <laughs> she, in the middle of this conversation, <laughs> throws her axe, um, and she gets really a hard. 16 in it. 
cracks into the wood a little bit further off from yours um puts you guys up about you got into the ring right below the 20 mm -hmm. so you got 15 points and she is going to hit essentially the ring just lower than that and give you guys 10 so you guys are actually tied up 25 to 25 in this first round um second round the two dwarves one of them is actually going to hit and is going to get what Erza got, so that is going to be 10 more, so that puts him at 35. And then another axe, ping, right in the bullseye. Reinhardt goes, oh, beats that grabber. And Erza like rolls her eyes and goes, we got them on this one. We just got to hit, if we just get... Easy. Easy. That bullseye's huge. What are we thinking? We just need to hit the bullseye. All right, you both take a shot. 18. 18. That's total? Yes. Same as last round, you guys pick up 25 points as you hit a little bit closer to the bullseye and she hits the next ring out. I'm just warming up, Erza. <laughs> we are a little behind. Um, I'm gonna get a bullseye soon. We've really got to pull it into this last round. And you hear the shard in your pocket. You want me to do the thing? I can let it out if you want. Um, maybe, well, yeah, when the next guys go, like, yeah, on their turn. Like, distract them, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. They're going to go now. Um, Whenever one of them, like, goes to throw their axe, I'm going to, like, bend over to tie my croc. I'm going to bend over to, like, flip my croc into sport mode. You bend over to flip your croc into sport mode as they roll to go take their shots, and you hear... <laughs> The loudest fart noise as a as investiture as investiture of wind is cast, and as the two axes fly forward, this gust of wind, which again, wind is invisible, so they do not see what happens here. They just watch their axes go and just like furl upwards towards the ceiling as if they caught a random updraft, sting sticking into the stone. Whoa! Whoa! Cut these guys off! <laughs> Cut us off. You're the one who's cutting things, cutting the cheese. All right, well, it's a really cabbage-heavy cuisine, so go easy on She's the got foreigner. A point. She's got a point. You know, her digestive tract is not used to it, lads, all right? Don't bully her. We got greasy dumplings, but you guys have sausages the size of my fucking face. Yeah, they take up your entire digestive tract. Yeah, you, you guys all have terrible cholesterol. I hope you guys know that. <laughs> Eat a vegetable. <laughs> I am diverticulitis. <laughs> Um, all right, it is um, Erza and your turn. I put a, a thumbs up inside my own shirt. You feel a tiny fist bump into it. <laughs> um, that is going to be uh, you and Erza's turn. Let's take our shots. 20, 20, 20. Very good. 21. She also got a 21. Fuck yeah. And with that, <laughs> the two of your axes stick into the bullseye right next to each other. And she turns to the boys. Oh, looks like we oh, win. Oh, it looks like we won. Oh, whoopsies. That's crazy. Crazy. My first time. Yeah. Winner's yeah. luck, right? Winner's luck. You know, um, it's been fun playing, lads. Why don't we just, why don't we wrap this up? Um, and she just puts a hand out for the gold. And you watch as they all, as if they had somehow been hustled by the two of you, which in a way they kind of were. You could follow us to the next bar if you wanted. We're doing a little bit of a crawl. Give me a persuasion check. So we can take these guys for all they have. <laughs> I know we're doing so good. She messages back. <laughs> Three. Three. Um, um, yeah, you could keep losing your money all night to me. Well, you know, it was very fun, but I think we're going to spend the rest of my bachelor party not with the likes of you two. You will always have this story to tell your future children. 
all the best wishes uh, on your matrimony. Yes. I am signaling to the dude to come. Signaling to Ulcer, who nods to you. Um, Erza quickly kind of pulling the bag through the caged mm-hmm. walls into yours. I Thank you so much, lads. Going to try and have a moment with Erza, whereas I'm talking to them and she's pulling the coin. I am going to like my hands like on my bag so I'm like getting my things together I'm gonna like open up the back of my bag uh and see if she wants to like give her the option basically to try and like put a little bit of coin in there if we want to try and just like skim a little cream off the top she eyes look to you she's gonna make a sleight of hand check okay (laughs) um I will actually. I'll not let, saying from the gentleman, from what we are going right, to pay in exactly. the percentage. Yeah, right. if she wants to just like. Yeah, she could like if she can slip in like twenty five fifty gold pre tax benefit dollars. <laughs> Getting paid a little under the table. All right. Um, the passive perception of this guy is ten. Um, she has a plus four to her sleight of hand. Um, I'm gonna roll with a different die because I've been rolling really bad, and that is a natural twenty. You as as you signal that you see that her hands are already in the bag, <laughs> and she goes, "Oh yeah, of course." Um, <laughs> My eyes narrow. <laughs> you close up the bag, and you feel that I mean, it is. You, she put it in your bag of holding, so it's not any heavier. But you look at the bag she's holding, and it looks like it's about half the size. It looks like there's two hundred. Essentially, out of the four hundred gold that you have earned. 200 has been hidden. Um, and she just nods and goes, Ah, oh, yes, but have a great night, boys. And Ulcer comes over and unlocks um, and goes, If you two uh, ladies will follow me, that would be, I can check Let's you in. Let's close out. Okay. We've had quite a tidy night here. Ah, it seems like it. And nods to the bag and Erza messages you and goes, Oh, just, just brilliant work. You are a natural at this. You, I might be new to the game, Erza, but your presence really inspires me. She winks at you. You kind of remind me of a friend. <laughs> um, the two of you are led up to that central bar, um, and you, ha- with the natural 20. I was so glad to know. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say that both we're going to both roll deception checks as he goes like, ah, oh, um, 200 gold. Okay, um, just take 25% of that. Um, give me a deception check you can roll with advantage. She's going to do the same with that nat 20. 10. She rolled with her deception 14, which the average would be 12, which is higher than the passive insight of a bartender at the Batrunkener Battle Axe Bonanza. Um, <laughs> I had a couple backup plans, but then they weren't good. I was going to offer him the Stein. <laughs> <laughs> that would maybe not go over too well here. Um, you could have this. They give us this, but it's kind of in poor taste, I thought. Oh, you should keep that. You should keep that. Um, okay, so he takes um, 25% of 200. You are left with 150 gold plus the 200 you already kept, so you have 350 gold that you can add to your inventory. And I'll say that um, she'll she's gonna split it with you. You know, right. it, I mean, your your total is obviously going to be um, shared in that way. But right. you get 175 gold. And she goes, "Wow, we really we really cleaned up there." Yeah, I mean, even if the rest of the night kind of goes sideways, who cares? <laughs> Go who cares? sideways? Impossible. We are on fire. I swear. We. I have. You know, I haven't done that well in there ever. I normally just kind of. Never mind. Um, where do you want to go next? I guess we should go scrap it out. Yeah, you want to go kick some ass? Probably better to do it now while I've got a clear head about me. Let me ask you a question. At this kind of place, they, I mean, 
I hadn't really asked about the city in general, but how do how do they feel about magic and casting here? Like, not not a go there, or you know, muscles only. What's the, what's the vibe? Well, in Totodrach Tavern, it's all ghosts. Uh, they have a clerk right. of Morden on call there, so they can just hear you up if you go down and such. Right. So um, it's really no holds bars. Whatever you got, you can throw in. In general, I would avoid casting in the streets. Okay. Um, uh, you know, subtle things you can probably get away with. But Draws attention. Right. You know, for instance, but letting a trash can on fire. Maybe don't do that in here. Let's go to the bar. <laughs> All right. You begin to walk across the square towards um, Totodrach Tavern, which is not too far from where you are she right now. She doesn't seem like she's going to say anything about that wind. Give me an insight check. All right. Actually. It won us yeah. money, so. <laughs> Give me an insight check. Seven. Okay. You get a very mixed read from her. It seems like she's kind of really caught up in the, the gambling of it all. You know, oh my God, I just quoted a Foxwoods commercial. The wonder <laughs> of it all. Um, shout out to any, I guess, Connecticut folks who know what Foxwoods is. Um, so y- you kind of can't get a full read. She seems just like super excited. Um, let's go kick some ass. Let's go kick some ass. Are we, by the way, are we gonna do? Did you want to do the one v one against me, or do you want to team up and take oh. on some, take on uh, another pair or some monsters of sorts? Well, here's the thing. I don't mean to be rude or uncouth. Do you think that like potentially some rude people who are wrong might want to see? Uh, someone from outside the city kick the living trash out of you? Because we could go that route. And plenty of people in my hometown would probably pay to say me get the trash kicked out of me. Uh, yeah, I'm sure that some people would feel that way. Um, but we'd really be pulling one over on them because we'd be taking all their money while they laugh. We'd be the ones laughing in the end. Right. We would be the ones laughing in the end. You are watching this very proud woman stomach the idea of losing to someone who she has beaten twice in a strength contest. So in her eyes, she's like, this person who is not as strong as me is telling me to lose to them. Right. And that's, you know, obviously she doesn't know you fully. She doesn't know your skills, but she, she looks like she's deep in thought there. Because clearly, you know you would win. So if you want to do it the opposite way, you think that they'd rather, you know, watch an an orc from the big city, you know, get the cheese kicked out of them. I think that's your right that they would maybe pay more to see my ass get kicked. But either way, we would make good money. So I leave it in your hands. If you want to, I'm fine to go for the bigger pot if you want to kick my ass. Um, But just so you know, I I will not go easy on you. Um, And we can also pool our money, and, you know, just do one of the team battles also. That's true. We could just f- team up and fight against yes. someone. It's, I mean, it's, ve- it's possible we may win more by people watching me get my ass kicked, but we also might make more if we just play against people who, are, who seem like rich fighters or if we look at the leaderboard and we see anything that looks like a high bet if we want to go against. Okay. Let's gauge when we go in there what's going down, if there's anyone who seems like... You know, there's a lot built up and we could beat them or something. Okay. Um, she nods to you. Give me another insight check. Ten. 
10. The excitement has kind of faded from her, but she seems, she seems, you know, game to go. So she turns and she begins to lead you towards this structure, this, this other spire, Totodrach spire, which at the base of it looks more like a tiny stadium than a tavern. Around it are, it is decorated with carvings of dwarves and various battles, kind of fighting against dragons these more these simpler kind of designs um similar to like you know like the kind of gargoyle kind of struck uh, carvings you might see on a church um but just a, a vast kind of army of dwarves fighting against dragons and as you approach and get into the line you notice that the crowd is far more militaristic you not only see um just like buff looking like gruff sort of dwarves but you also see some in golden fist armor you see some wearing what looks to be kind of darker colors but still like night regalia maybe one of the houses um and based on the coloring you imagine maybe totodrach and it is a kind of rough and tumble crowd but you can tell that there is some sort of um additional layer going on and that, as you kind of wait in line you um hear Ersa's voice in your head as she twists a copper wire and speaks the totodrach haven't been a huge fan of the Drake basher decision to fold to the empire the dwarves are very proud folk, you know, so um, they were a bit of resistance, but their commitment to chivalry and honor has kept them kind of in line with the Drake Bashers. So this bar is kind of the middle ground where they get to release that pent up frustration. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, it's kind of like a, if a fireman and a cop bar came together and had them battle it out. Oh, so you think we should fight cops tonight? Because I'd be down to fight some cops. I'm always down to fight some fucking cops. Why don't we walk around and kind of see, gauge what the deal is? Like, you're pretty charismatic. You know, you know how to talk to people. Let's see what let's see what the mood is tonight. She tosses her beautiful black hair that has definitely like a twig in it. <laughs> you're like, where did that come from? <laughs> um, <laughs> so you flatter me. All right, all right. We will. Um, once we get in, we can do a little search and see what we want to do. You guys approach the front, and as you do, you see there's this large kind of dwarven woman bouncer, and she looks down to you guys. Vilkamen, are you on the list? I'm 18. She looks at Erza, and Erza goes, We are not on the list, um, but perhaps you can make an exception for me and my companion. Um, and you see this, this woman looks to you again, and then looks to Erza, and goes, If you want entry, you will have to enter the riddle. Um, and Erza rolls her eyes, and is like, oh, I always forget about this. I'm always drunk when I come here, so I either kind of get in with a group or I, you know. I mean, it's just an insane system who came up with that. I, you know, I tell this honor bullshit. I, I, yes, I guess sorry. it's so they don't overserve. Yes. You know. What's the riddle? <laughs> the, the two of you having like a silent message conversation in front of her she goes oh yes um if you are worthy you'll know the answer without this warriors are murderers promises are useless and the knight is out of a job honor damn you got that very quickly <laughs> she's a smart one uh, <laughs> Wow, you got that very quickly. This came right to me. Gosh, I'm usually not good at door puzzles. Wow, I, you really could have fooled me. That was the best <laughs> I've ever seen anyone solve a door puzzle that fast. Thank you. 
I don't know how I've guessed that before. <laughs> Corgan's all having an out-of-body experience. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. Maybe. It really just flew out of your mouth. <laughs> I just knew it. Stillen just looks up to you with a kipper in mouth, just like, wow. Where'd you get that? <laughs> <laughs> you had a single protein diet. <laughs> um, the doors are opened and reveal a short tunnel before you, kind of almost like a gladiator sort of vomitorium, those tunnels within the Colosseum. Mm-hmm. Um, it is lit by simple but elegant crystal sconces, and it opens up into a circular chamber with raised seats crowded with people cheering encircling this open wide walking area around this deep pit about like 60 foot in diameter um, in the center of the room where you hear the sounds of swords clanging echoing over this massive crowd to the right of this large pit is a long stone bar where lines of armored dwarves order drinks and place bets on fights. There's a chalkboard of names behind the bartenders and a sort of large bingo machine-like device. Clerics of Morden are on standby near the ring. You see them bearing his symbol in these like silver armor, just like... It's kind of like the EMTs at a concert. At a concert. Like, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, or a football game. <laughs> like, it's like you, you want to enjoy the thing there, but also you're like, I'm working right now. This is going to be so <laughs> annoying if something goes wrong. Drinking um, a Sprite. <laughs> you see one of them is nursing a, like, bubbly water, and it's just like, great night. <laughs> um, you see as there is a cheer as the match is finished. Um, and a dwarf is slowly raised out of the pit and then handed to said cleric. And then, like, just like, blah, 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 blah. So it's already yelling, get him out of the pit! It's <laughs> just like dragging him up. <laughs> Coliseum uh, energy gets solo really, really hype. Really yeah, get him out of the pit! Just screaming <laughs> alongside of you. Um, so um, you get a feel for this space. You go to the bars, that's where you can get all the kind of your needs met, whether it's drinks, foods, and placing bets. And you see that there are several sections on the boards. There's just like a free open space where it's just like sign up uh, single fighters. There is a like space where you see doubles kind of paired together. And then you see one that is just a like list of between one and three people. And then like a question mark on the other side. Mm-hmm. And above that like if each one is labeled if one's labeled 1v1 and the next is labeled like teams then this final one is just looks like a lizard like maybe draconic face kind of carved over it you know we can do one on one we can do team or we can fight the beast they may have on 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 uh, tap tonight so to speak i think zola still believing probably that her plan would get them the most money but seeing how kind of like bummed erza out and got her kind of tight uh zola's gonna go I mean, why don't we just team up together and kick the shit out of something? Yeah, like you know, there's no way we won't win that way. Yeah, and you know what? I bet if we put all of our money in and work together, we will. We can double we it. We can double it. We won't risk losing anything. Exactly. Okay. Yes. Yeah, see, you know, you're glad we thought this through. It'll be more fun. It'll be way more fun. You know, it'll be a good time for bonding. We have to. We're going to spend a lot of time together. You understand? So we should. I should get to know your fighting style. See how we can. You know, we'll work together. I hold Stilton up. Stilton, are you going to fight? Meow. Are you going to be a little pit cat? This <laughs> is like very eager, um, tail wagging, very. <laughs> Where ready do we for sign fight. up? Right this way. Um, she leads you to the front. Give me another perception check. As you kind of enter into the line, you're kind of waiting as you make your way towards one of the bartenders who is serving drinks and taking down names, handing out slips of paper to people to write like their name on and such. Sight? Um, yes, this is sight. 
this has become yet another campaign where I'm constantly asking you if the perception checks are sight-based. Because Amos also has advantage on sight-based perception checks. That owl fucks. And it is the most annoying thing to have to do, honestly. I just need to Say start clarifying. I just need to be like, this is a sight-based perception check. Is that sight, check. Noah? Mm. 13. 13? Yeah. At the last second, you spot the shard slowly kind of reaching out from inside your um, jacket and tug one of Ertz's hairs, just like, boop, and then, like, hand slips back in. Ertz turns around and goes, what? Trying to get to my attention? What's up? You pulled my hair. No, I must have gotten, like, stuck in the crevice of my bag. I'm, I think it was the zipper. Give me a deception check. Don't worry, she rolled a nat one on her inside check. Um, but, um, okay, so that's three total with yours. Yeah. Let me check with her, what she adds to insight. Oh, baby. She adds three to insight. That makes it a four. Um, she gives you a very odd look. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe it got stuck to something. Um, Probably it kind just of felt like a little zap. Do you sure you didn't, like, I don't know. Here, we're even. I tug out one of my hairs. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> That's one way, and then like as you're doing that, the guy, the bartender's like, "Can I help the two of you? You're holding up the line." Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> it's like it was, having a private conversation. Right. Sorry, we just didn't realize that we had gotten to the. Front. Let's get on the board, shall we? And that is where we'll end our chapter today. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Try Not to Die. Special thanks, of course, to our Eldritch patrons. If you would like to become an Eldritch patron, go to patreon.com slash trynottodiepod. I'm ending this chapter solo today because this episode was a bit too big for uploading, so we decided to split it in half and release the second part as chapter 57 next week. As we wrap up this year, we've got lots of incredible content being forged in the fires of our minds, so fear not. There will be plenty to listen to, even if this one and the next one are cut a little bit short. Once again, thank you so much for listening, and until next time, try not to die. All hail our Eldritch patrons! Especially Anita, Ashley, Becca B, Colleen, Eclair, Alana, Emily, Jacob, James, Kate, May, Morgan, Nat, Nicola, Page, Roni, Sahara, and of course, our producer Patty, Patrick Bronstetter, and producer Daddies, Becca Mount, and Rose Evelyn Campbell. We thank you for these podcasting powers and promise to raise hell in your names. Till next time, try not to die. 